God's happy and not angry, your whole mindset shifts. Really, God's good. Yeah, you gotta experience it. You gotta know the personality of the heavenly flow. If you don't know, you'll have a misconception, a belief system that's more in agreement with the devil than with Jesus Christ. You want to hear the most accurate theological statement of all time Jesus was the happiest person who ever walked the earth still is where is he in you Jesus is the happiest person 
whoever lived, and he wants to live in you. And if you yield to him tonight, you'll experience his personality like a ball of fire in your belly, consuming your spirit. And Christ will be formed in your spirit. What's it? Nahum 1 says, God is good. Just some of the time, he's mostly bad. Well, angry at you all the time. So mad. We often think that the anger towards the devil and sin is anger towards us. Why can't you be better? You know, God is the big stick beating us up. <laughs> it's all demons, guys. It's all religion. Yeah. You have to understand. He's only angry at the stuff that separates you from experiencing his joy. Mm -hmm. God is passionate to devour the separations. The Bible teaches in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that strongholds in our brain will separate us mm -hmm. from the joy of the Lord. So that our personality is in darkness, which is often seriousness. Not a seriousness about the things of God but a seriousness about the human being, right. which is a seriousness about sin. Mm. When you get serious about the glory, the evidence is that the bright, holy Shekinah presence is manifesting mm. through your soul. It's one thing to be, be serious about the presence. It's another thing to be serious about anything else. Mm -hmm. One major error is we get into the things of God and we take ourselves seriously. A burnt offering can't be taken seriously because its only good and purpose in life is to be burned. So why would you take something seriously that is to be burned into ashes? It means that your mind doesn't understand what a living sacrifice is. We offer our lives as living sacrifices. The Bible says that alone is holy and acceptable to God. So, what is holiness? Only the Holy Spirit is holiness. You know that you can't have holiness apart from Him mm -hmm. taking over your body. Yeah. You get into frustration. So we're at war against religion that produces frustration and confusion. Mm -hmm. And most people lose to religion because religion will even come in the form of charismatic stuff that mm -hmm. Jesus said would just be iniquity. They're doing all the signs, miracles, and wonders and we're totally confused in the Bible. They were just as confused in Judaism as they were in the signs and wonders of Jesus because mm -hmm. it was about themselves being godly. Mm -hmm. What is confusion? The animal being divine. Mm -hmm. See, it doesn't work. It's just always confusion. When the animal is trying to be God, you can only be religious, but you can be religious in all kinds of degrees. Mm -hmm. You can be a sensationist, no speaking in tongues, no signs and wonders. And you could be a full-blown charismatic Pharisee or mm -hmm. without signs and wonders every day, we just move on to the next church or the next pastor. So what it, what's it about? It's not about the externalism. It's not about the animal. You have to come to a full revelation that the body in the human being is altogether animal. It's not about fixing the animal. It's about burning it. If you can get that into your mind, you will never be offended because if it's prepared to die, then nothing is valued in it. 
But if you mm-hmm. value the human being and you put faith and trust in something that God wants to burn as a burnt offering, a living sacrifice, you'll be offended because God is trying to kill the very thing you're trying to preserve. So this is all that you deal with in the Technon Infant in Christ, which is over 99% of all Christians on the planet right now, regardless of leadership or not. Once the Technon comes to a full understanding that the entire human being is the burnt offering, there can be no offense because the only thing good in you now is the Holy Spirit by grace. And if it's grace, then it's not something you earned. It's something God imparts into you through faith. (laughs) Now, faith will energize you to work in grace. Grace is an energy. Grace is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit inside your bodies. So that's how you grow in grace. But it's never about you. The temptation as you begin to experience the divine is to put your mind and your senses on yourself and on others, which produces blindness. That's when you stop growing. Because now it's in the wrong dimension. Your vision is no longer on Jesus, which means that your faith can't be authored or perfected, which means if you don't have perfect faith, it'll be about you partially. We gotta get that part out and we gotta make it about him entirely. I labor amongst you tirelessly until who be formed in you? A person that's not you. See, you can't see yourself, you've gone invisible. That's what the Bible says. That ministry, what's the function of the headship of all ministry? It the Bible tells you the function of the headship of all ministry is that Christ be fully formed in you and you go invisible. You can no longer see yourself because there's so much of Christ in you. So all growth that you go through is burning up all the stuff in your life that has your eyes and your senses distracted on self and the religious spirit come around and say, that's okay. It's okay to have a Christianity for you. Why? Because the demon spirit wants to lie to you so you don't progress in the fire of burning the animal because demons can only work through the human nature also known as the animal or beast nature. If you wage war against your humanity and understand the Holy Spirit's here to burn it up with the word of fire, the Bible says that your word is like fire in my bones, Jeremiah chapter 20. So you have as much fire as you need to burn the animal every day. And it's a mess that will cause you to just get broken down in your human nature and depend on His Spirit and to grow in grace every day when you deal with your own soul. You know what growing in wisdom is? How did you get so much of God in your soul? That's how you got to know Him. Because you recognized every other thing in there was totally demonic, deceiving, a false spirituality, a false Holy Spirit, a false Jesus Christ. All of it is Antichrist that works in the human being. So in these days, where the body of Christ is assigned by God the Father's sovereign timeline to take out the last enemy, death, which is Antichrist, how can we not be deceived? Simple. Terminate the human being. If we have any part of us that's going after human Christianity, it's deceived already. (laughs) The only way to not be deceived is by understanding the priesthood of burning the animal sacrifice. 
Because if you're terminating the human being, the devil has no room to deceive. He can only deceive through the human nature, the human brain, the human body, the human soul, and right here, spirit of iniquity, the human spirit. He will deceive through the human spirit. There's a ton of deception that the spirit's perfect after you're born again. Absolutely false. Doctrines of demons. <laughs> Absolutely false. What The only thing perfect when you're born again is God's word that came into your spirit. The rest of it is utterly clueless. That's why they begin, after they're born again, to have this sin. Mm -hmm. Zeal without knowledge, which is all strange fire. Which means you get so energized here, you just think, Oh, every other part of me is perfect. You read about this in the book of Acts. They're going around preaching the gospel. Paul had to pull them aside and teach him more accurately because mm -hmm. they had no idea what they were talking about. They were totally zealous, but lost and clueless completely. Wasn't even helpful, guys. Understand that? That's what the Bible says. Which means there will be a further instruction, and God was t speaking to us today in the Psalms, of a wisdom that is more ancient than even humanity. Humanity was sixth day. Creation was created by wisdom. Proverbs says, I was the first of his creation. And through wisdom, the worlds were created. So the heavens were created by wisdom. Psalms 136, check it out. Let everyone thank God, for he is good, and he is easy to please. His tender love for us continues on forever. One of the easiest ways to please the Lord when you're young in the Lord is to be a childlike student. Just stay teachable. Stay clay in the potter's hands. If you understand Saul of Tarsus had 14 plus 3 years in Arabia as just a little baby, little baby Apostle Paul, at least you could have 17 years of understanding that you're a little baby in the glory, in the things of God, because even the greatest apostles of all time had at least 17 years in Scripture. Abraham had way more, but even David had a bunch of years like this too where they're set apart to be sanctified as young students of the wisdom of God. Because oftentimes, by the time they're two and three and they get around mature ones in Christ that are more mature than them, they get so puffed up with knowledge they can't even walk with you. They become unteachable. You guys have seen it a hundred thousand times. So the only success I've ever seen is if someone can stay a child and a student of wisdom and it takes, according to the Bible, mm -hmm. at least 17 years. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to do it faster than Paul, so just get that thought out of your brain. But the enemy will try to tempt you, to deceive you, to think you're greater than Paul. Now that you've been in the glory four years, you can go out and start your own ministry. We see these goofballs be around RLM six months. Next thing you know, they have a 501c3, and they're out there competing they're doing all, they're using all of our teachings. Yeah, making books and then giving credit to like Ian Clayton. And I saw that on Facebook. Let's take our revelation and give other ministers credit. Don't do anything to slander the real thing. We've seen it all, guys. There's nothing new under the sun. It's the wide path of destruction. The most important thing is childlike humility, the threshing floor, and learning wisdom. Mm. Now, God told me right after I was born again in 1999, 
the most important thing is wisdom. Why? Because without it, everything's meaningless. Everything in life is utterly profane, meaningless, <laughs> temporal, until you make wisdom the priority for your spirit, soul, and flesh. Because your flesh has to cooperate too. Your flesh has a part in it because it's the temple of your soul mm -hmm. and your spirit. So if the flesh ain't cooperating, you'd be torn apart. Mm -hmm. Your flesh will want to go out here and sin, but then it's like, no, we should grow in God. Your flesh <laughs> needs to be on board. We don't need schizophrenia where it's like, this part of the temple is out here serving the world, but my spirit mm -hmm. loves Jesus. No, you need the whole being serving Jesus. Sometimes you just need to do a little fasting to get yeah. the sin and the demons and the strongholds out because it really works. Yeah. Some of them, strongholds and demons, mm -hmm. only come out with prayer, which is his presence, and fasting, which is starve the stronghold. And read the Bible and put truth in those areas mm -hmm. where you believe lies. If you're not reading the Bible, you can't even put food in your spirit, so you'll always lose to the demon. People mm -hmm. expect like some kind of magic wand over their life, like, mm -hmm. I can be perfect if someone just pray for me. No, the Bible says sanctify yourself. Mm -hmm. And it will break you down to get more desperate to know the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. to wait on His presence, to hear His voice, to obey Him more radically than you did before. You can live desperate every day, and it's healthy. Being on fire for God is living desperate for his presence and his power not a like in a blind thing like he might not show up and i'm gonna die and the dogs of hell are gonna eat me he's gonna allow us to be destroyed by demons no he won't living desperate is not having other gods not having idols amen and when you mess up go to him because there is a grace for purification it's not like he condemns you when you do wrong, otherwise nobody could be saved. Even the apostles had 17 years in the New Testament to get all that junk burnt out of them. Mm. It's not an overnight sensation. It's non-existent. You're not going to be perfect right away. It's the consistency of dealing with your junk and dealing with your spirit mm -hmm. that you break through like an ox yeah. that is plowing a field every day out there plowing every day consistent you keep yeah. showing up keep showing up do it a little you know run into some rough patches keep showing up keep showing up keep being desperate I wanted to share this because I even get um, you know some emails and messages you know people are struggling with religion and that's normal part of this walk you're it's it's just it, you're gonna have to deal with it and I just want to elaborate a little bit on what he was saying about religion you know burning the animal versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil we're like well what am i doing it right well do i need to be doing do i it's if you notice there's a pattern when you notice the pattern that you start to say should i be doing this or that do i do this or not do that right you you see what i'm saying well should i read the bible or not am i being too you know this what if i don't feel anything what if i do feel something is this okay you know, do I do this or do I do this or not do that? And, and it's just this whole tug of war. Do's and don'ts. Right? That is a number one symptom of religion. <laughs> so instead of beating yourself up about it like the demon wants you to do, just take a clinical stance on it. Like play Dr. Jesus for a minute and talk to the Holy Ghost inside you. Okay, it looks like we're experiencing some symptoms of a religious influence, a religious demon here. There's a religious spirit. Okay, so what's the prescription? 
right? We want to lay hands on your belly and say, you know, oil of joy. And let the joy of the Lord be your strength and break through. God sits in the heaven and laughs. And so just to understand, too, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, good and evil, good and evil, good and evil. Do I do this? Do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts. And what the demons do is they want you to have rules. Do this. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. Or worrying. Doubt. If you notice doubt, you notice confusion. It's also written in the Word of God, I looked at this week, that confusion is a fruit of envy, jealousy, and strife. So if there's, you know, strife, envy, you know, it could be like male or female envy, or sometimes you kind of get, there's that in the animal kingdom of male strife, you know, who's got the cooler car, who's kind of, you know, all the different little things, it's just the animal nature, it's burning, or, you know, just the female animal kingdom stuff, the fruit of those things is confusion. It's written in the Word. So if you feel confused, again, go to Dr. Jesus, go to the Holy Spirit doctor within you, and say, okay, looks like we're, what are the symptoms? What are you experiencing? Well, I'm experiencing doubt. I'm experiencing confusion. I'm experiencing fear of God being mad at me because I'm not reading the right exact Bible verse and chapter right now. Like, it, it gets insane. If you're experiencing the symptoms, that's a religious spirit. So what you need to do is put down the do's and don'ts. Put down the do's and don'ts and getting in your head. Get out of your head. Get drunk in the Holy Spirit. How? By reading the word of God and putting it into your spirit. Lay hands on your spirit. And by faith, if you do acting it out. Uh, one of the things that I like to do to eat the word. Jesus, when he spoke the word to his disciples, half the time they were sitting down eating together. For that reason, that when they sat down and they ate with him, they were eating his words. Blast the senses. Yeah. So as they ate the food, it was so that they could learn how to consume the word. So grab your favorite snack. Grab a delicious beverage. Sit down with a friend yeah, or a family yeah, member. Yeah, be in a good mood. Yeah, be in a good mood. <laughs> like, shake off that religious strife. Maybe put on some good music, some worship music, and dance. You might have to dance it off. You might have to do a fasting. If you're dealing with religion, I would say go for the feasting over the fasting. Because when they go, if you're already dealing with a religious demon, the fasting tends to hurt more than it tends to help, especially if you're early on uh, in your walk. Uh, the, the fasting can help too, but especially if it's that religious condemnation, just take a break from, and you've been fasting, just take a break, enjoy some good food, good music, put on the Bible. We've got an awesome uh, video of the Psalms set to synthwave music we're listening to today. All the RLM Bible read-alongs, and grab a family member, grab a cozy blank. This is what I do. I grab a cozy blankie. I get a delicious snack. I get my favorite non-alcoholic beverage, and I sit down and I just enjoy feasting on the Word of God. I'll put my hand in my stomach, maybe not the whole time, because I'll be using my hands to eat my snacks. You see what I'm saying? Or if you feel something going on in your mind, you're like, oh, I just need to just put your hand on your mind, you know? You're like, I just can't even with my life right now snort the glory. Just Maybe you just need to take a little prescription Jehovah Wana glory cane. Speak, speaking yeah. of snorting the glory, yeah. big deal right now in the church is the Jesus Revolution movie. Listen, you charismatic Pharisees. Lonnie Frisbee invented Token the Ghost. It's a shame they didn't put that in the movie. Oh, they didn't put that in there? That's like the whole point of Lonnie Frisbee's ministry. Yeah, it's the highlight of Lonnie <laughs> the Frisbee's highlight. entire ministry. <laughs> you left that Lonnie out. Lonnie Frisbee and the Jesus people 
invented Toking the Ghost. Do you realize that's how most of them put down the marijuana and the alcohol and experience God? It's insane that people are offended by that still to this day. That's 50-year-old revelation that God will destroy the devil by the breath of his mouth. Lonnie Frisbee choked the ghost on the Catherine Kuhn show. Yeah. If you're charismatic <laughs> and offended by choking the ghost, understand you are a Pharisee. Yes. Holy Spirit wants to be toked and consumed and eaten. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Right. If you can't snort it and smoke it and toke it, inject it, put it in your veins, you can do that with your prescription drugs, but we get offended if we do that to the sacred Holy Spirit. Dude, you're a full-blown Pharisee. Drive the devil out of you. Learn how to enjoy God. More than anything, we need to attack the Pharisaical spirit in the charismatic church. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then you just burst open into a freedom. And it's not about offending people. It's about enjoying right. God. Right. And when you begin to enjoy God, revival breaks out in you because you're created to enjoy God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, just get the religion off. And remember, it's it's like, oh, God's, you don't want, because some people are like, oh, I don't want to offend God, like, by injecting my. God's omniscient, which means yeah. he knows everything. Most important priority for God is if you can't enjoy him, you can't worship him. <laughs> and if it's a serious thing for you, go to be good and look a certain way. First of all, that's Satan. That ain't Jesus. So get that devil off of you. And just lay hands on your spirit and be like, Lord, come into my spirit. Give me fresh freedom. Jesus Christ said his entire mission coming to earth was that you would have freedom and joy. That was the purpose. The mission of Jesus, if you read the gospel, is for freedom and joy. Freedom and joy is still two of the most persecuted things in the charismatic church right now. And they're like, we like certain levels of freedom and joy. I went to the Holy Spirit conference this one time. God said, bring a camcorder because there are a bunch of hypocrites. 5,000 people at a Holy Spirit conference. And there's the big wigs of the charismatic church and the glory stream are all preaching there. Graham Cook was there. Uh, who was the other one? John Paul Jackson was there. Rick Joyner was there. This was in Minneapolis like 12, 15 years ago. There's beach balls going around in the audience. Me and my group of mystics that are experiencing the drunken glory so strongly, we would be going into trances almost every day by the sheer weight of the glory that was on us. All respect to the Spirit. No disrespect towards anyone else. They called the Sheriff's Department and had all 12 of us escorted by cops and driven off the premises for enjoying the Holy Spirit at the Holy Spirit Conference, and I got it all on videotape. Then the guy stands up afterwards and gave a 20-minute spiel condemning me for all these made-up lies that he made up on spot because he was so embarrassed mm -hmm. for what he had done. Listen, the beach ball stuff was all false freedom. Mm -hmm. You got false freedom everywhere. You come around and it looks like charismatic freedom. You have beach balls in your worship time and everyone dancing up and down, smoke machines in your time and electric guitars and your church looks like a nightclub. I mean, I wish it was a Holy Ghost nightclub because we're all for dancing and celebrating and having fun. Mm -hmm. The issue is make sure it's in the depths of the Holy Spirit in true freedom. Otherwise, it's just charismatic garbage. It's literally strange fire. And what my experience dealing with millions of Christians so far in 17 years of full-time ministry 
is that strange fire is the majority that's out there right now. Not a small amount, mostly. Honestly, mostly, strange fire is what you have in the charismatic church, even amongst the prophets and all this stuff. We are still in diapers. The leaders are in diapers. They don't even really understand the promised land yet. The mature things of righteousness are not taught in any church in the world yet. They're not pioneered. You begin to tap into these realms. The persecution goes off the charts. Persecution is practically unknown in the USA amongst charismatic Christians, unless you're in Red Letter Ministries. Have you noticed that the last 15 years? Because it's the truth anyhow. Why? Because people aren't pioneering into the new thing. When you start confronting the devils in new areas where they're not confronted, called the second heavens, and, and you're doing it through the way of the Lord, you're doing it through ascension and resurrection and walking on sapphire stones, not just singing about it, not just reading it in a book, but getting the teaching of how to walk on sapphire stones, walk on planetary systems, mm-hmm. walk into the bridegroom's chambers, walk on the sun. The Bible speaks of a group of people walking on the moon mm-hmm. in the Bible. That's a great song by Sting, too. Walking on the moon. Oh, yeah. And then also a great another great song about being on the moon was the cat video that we posted today in Facebook. The cat remix. I really wanted... We have to rip that song and play it sometime for everyone but um yeah overcoming religion the intoxication overcoming religion oh, overcoming sure. the curse of the fall yeah he wanted me to share the scripture for you guys the one that's it says don't be drunk on wine but be intoxicated by the spirit so what are forms of intoxication in the natural realm alcohol weed Marijuana, uh, marijuana's weed. <laughs> the Lord said no one on the front Morphine. lines drinks alcohol or touches tobacco either. Yeah. It's just a prerequisite of a level of fire and holiness that you have to walk on yeah. if you want to be in the vanguard of the armies of the living God. You're so on fire for mm-hmm. God, you can't even comprehend of people that touch alcohol. It's beyond comprehension yeah. up here. It just shows people's elevations are so low. Mm-hmm. And we don't do it out of religious zeal. You do it out of being so possessed with the spirit of holiness and you need that much holiness to confront Mm. any principality in the heavens or they'll kill you that's right (laughs) i almost died on one we were fighting we're trying to make the jump one time over you know black pluto from hawk the abyss of of tartarus literally the abyss of tartarus over which (laughs) is over the abyss Abyss of of tartarus Tartarus in january yeah rebecca almost Um, died yeah i said because we had already accomplished our mission for the week and (laughs) it was all victory celebratory and i just had this feeling i was like we just got what we came for everything's good i'm feeling great everything's good but i saw an opening i saw a small opening for us to take saturn and i was just like Ooh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. We already got what we came for. Can I do it? Will it be okay? And uh, I just felt like the spirit was just like, well, if you really want to, you that know. That was in the spirit tree. Yeah, it was in the spirit tree. That, the fir- okay, spirit, the first one I feel like is the most intense because it's the most real. Uh, the spirit spirit dimension is more real than any other dimension. So it's 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 very straightforward path. But it's so deep and so real, and it's like the chasm is just like, oh my god! Like, Teaching on sapphire stones in the spirit, ooh. your spirit tree. So your spirit's the first to rise. Oh so man! So your spirit man learns how to walk on sapphire stones first. Yeah. That jump. That's the. I would say once you make it to Jupiter on the first round, it's not going to be as bad for you because it's pioneered already. So, 
but man i got freaking pummeled i was like because we already got onto jupiter that was our goal that was our mission and then i was like all right i think can we just i saw an opening i was like this is probably you know like oh this is probably gonna hurt <laughs> and because i didn't however easy or light it is is how much sanctification you have to prepare to go to the next level and i like barely had enough uh to get there but i just the lord carried me and yeah brandon had to like rebuke the spirit of death off of me and we land there and just get started getting pummeled from black Neptune immediately after landing. So just like, oh God, just after we flew over toward Dars and I was just like literally physically dying. One thing you realize real quick if you start walking in a narrow way, it's always interesting. It's always interesting. <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, oh, dang it. I was like, I don't want to. I was talking to the Lord like, you really die? I is it well i was like that would be nice that i'd be off the hook for the rest of this but they'd have to do that i was like you gotta do this you're on your own now <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like they yeah, we'll say, what, what's this ascension stuff neptune yeah. and and uh pluto and if you know and, then and you saturn know. <laughs> let me just tell you this there's 233 verses in the bible with ascend in it right i am ascending to your father and mine ascension is the whole purpose of remaining in that body after you're born again. Which means you begin to deal with all the things in heavenly places when you ascend. You can't deal with it when you're technon in the earth. Yeah. A technon on the earth, which is the word for infant in Christ, which don't despise being young in Christ. Enjoy it. Because if you don't enjoy it, you never grow. Because growing is actually enjoying more of God and less of you and the struggles and the frustrations and the distractions just burn off as you mature by a greater enjoyment of him. So you have to enjoy being zero in the Lord, being one in the Lord. And you only can grow legitimately mm -hmm. when that level of Jesus in your spirit is totally enjoyed by your soul and your flesh. If you don't enjoy Jesus as a six-month-old baby in your spirit, you'll never see two-year-old Jesus your entire life on earth. You understand that? That's mm -hmm. why you cannot despise being young in the Lord. You have to mm -hmm. enjoy yeah. your childhood in the Lord. And the truth mm -hmm. is, all of you are children in the Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm a child of God. You're a child mm -hmm. of God. So just get over the pride. Pride is a killer. Yeah. Nothing will kill you growing in Christ more than stinking thinking mm -hmm. pride and competing and comparison with others. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm almost as mature as the son of God with the public ministry mm -hmm. now. Just knock it off. You can't grow when you're in unrighteous judgment towards others. Mm -hmm. It's a covenant with Satan. Humility saying, I'm enjoying being young mm -hmm. in the Lord. Then God can even come to you and say, this is how old you are in Christ and show you the maturity, the fruitfulness of your spirit, the wisdom in your spirit, the gemstones mm -hmm. in your spirit. When you have gemstones, which are wisdom of God's word working in your spirit, they will come out. What does the Bible say? A wise man brings out of his treasury words in season. What is it? It's bringing the gemstone of the word of God that you believe right up into your mouth. And when the gemstone of the word comes from your spirit all the way through your mouth, your mouth releases lightnings, which is the word spoken in season. The Bible teaches that the mature ones are what's more mature than the Word of God. Mm. You know, you have the mature one, Jesus, inside you. It's just not you. And when you're young, you're confused. You think it's you. Mm -hmm. It's never you. It's Jesus. Jesus is the possessor of every angel in his kingdom. 
And if people got to bring their body into his kingdom, it's because they awakened to their spirit being completely possessed by the angel of the Lord. Amen. God is spirit. Those who worship God have to be in spirit. What does it mean to be in spirit? It means to be consumed from self-consciousness. Consumed from self-awareness, self-protection, self-promotion. One of the worst things that you get into is self-justification. This is all the defenses we have when the sword of the Spirit comes forth that's not against you, that actually wants to heal you and help you, but you've already healed and helped yourself, so you don't let God do anything anymore. You see these people every day that they can no longer walk with us, and they just have to be removed because you stop growing. Now it's because you're self-promoted, you're self-defended, and you have all these self-justified excuses in your head, which are all connections with your own demons that you don't want to deal with. So now instead of fighting your demons, and this often happens when they're toddlers in Christ, they stop fighting their own demons, and they start fighting their leaders. Now I'm mature enough, the demon has puffed him up with so much pride, I'm mature enough that I don't need a leader anymore. No, you're just totally deceived, and Satan's your leader now. Truth, anyhow. Mm. Listen, you're always going to have 24 elders, which means you're always Mm -hmm. going to have leaders. A leaderless kingdom Mm -hmm. is the kingdom of the devil that's got you bewitched, Mm -hmm. thinking that, oh, we're all equal down here, and no man or woman's my leader. What Bible are you reading? Come on. You know, that's not in the New Testament anywhere. If you're not following the apostles and prophets that are pioneering the kingdom that are sent from God, you're not following Jesus at all. You're independent of the head of the body, and you find yourself not even in the body. You're not even in the body unless you're following the head of the body. Mm -hmm. And following the head of the body is how the whole body gets nourished. Mm -hmm. Not to control you in the religious spirit and the Mm antichrist, but to glorify your lives beyond imagination. And he only does it through men and women that are set apart and sanctified by the word for decades. Look at Paul. It was because he was so set apart from his human nature. Why? Because it was struck dead at spiritual rebirth. Jesus Christ showed up on the road to Damascus and killed the Pharisee. What, the Pharisee's still breathing? No, it wasn't. The Pharisee's dead. Pharisee got blinded. The Pharisee, every part of the Pharisee in spirit, soul, and flesh died in the confrontation with Jesus Christ. (laughs) Now, first sign that that dead part of him came off, scales like a dragon scale fell off him when the intercessor Mm -hmm. laid hands on his head. Saul of Tarsus, receive back your sight. And the timid Mm -hmm. intercessor removed some of that death that had just peeled off of him, and he got his vision Mm -hmm. back. That was no longer Saul in there. That was Paul. That was a new creature. So now the new creature had to go out here, learn what the new creature is, then write the Bible 30 years later so you can read about it. Because he experienced Mm -hmm. it so thoroughly, he had the authority to write scripture about it. Amen. You know, the more authority you have comes from experience in the Word of God. So as soon as Elijah gets Elijah's mantle, first thing he does is strike the waters, make sure what he has works. Mm Every time I get upgraded, I've always, in full-time ministry, tested it on a street level. Does it work with the wild animals? Does it work with the wild animals on the road? Does it work with sinners? Does it work with saints? 
Does this work? Is it just some kind of religion of some convenient belief system make me feel good mm -hmm. about myself that I learn in church? Or if I take it out here, mm -hmm. it works on a street level. That's why Elisha mm -hmm. tested the staff, tested the mantle, struck the waters, mm -hmm. struck the earth. That's wisdom. Make sure everything you have works so you're not totally fake. Amen. Mm, amen. Bob Jones. Yeah, Bob Jones. He said when he died the first time, the demon killed him. His first thought was, I didn't think he could really kill me. You know? Uh, one of the greatest prophets of the last, you know, who knows how many generations, was surprised that that thing could actually kill him. So it's, it's like you just, we want to keep it real. Like, you know, when we're going to ascend in the heavenlies, it's not just some make-believe patty cake party. Oh, woo, yeah, and I'm flying over here in the heavens, and I'm going up. It's like, if you don't, if it's not real and you go to do it, you will actually, like, there's a chance you can actually die. And so it's just, just it ha has to be real, otherwise it's just... You You're inter interacting with death constantly. Yeah. yeah. You guys already interacted with death today. The issue is... You're so alive that it becomes more apparent to your brain. Good job staying alive. <laughs> staying alive out there. You know what the earth is called in the Bible? <laughs> the valley of the shadow of death. death. You woke up on it today. You walked on it today. Mm. You walked on the don't valley make of your, death. Don't get comfortable make your home in the valley of death. Well, I just get as comfortable <laughs> and make as much compromise so I can have my nice little life in death. You it's can't have a life there. It's death. The realm of human beings. So oh some my. of you have never known anything but death. The so man. the job is to raise the standard that in the midst of the valley of death, the mountain of life becomes visible to you. This mountain's usually invisible when a person's completely filled with darkness. And a lot of charismatic people filled with darkness, mm -hmm. y'all. We deal with it every day. Just because you speak in tongues don't mean your mind is renewed at all, because that comes right. out of your spirit. Your brain could be just as dull as an evangelical who never had the baptism. What matters is how much you've renewed your mind to the vision of the oil that is the potential possibility of the fruitfulness of your spirit by digesting the Word of God. Producing oil. Wise virgins full of oil, it is written. What do they do? They saw the reward of going into the bridegroom's chambers. They had the vision from the oil. Producing oil in your inner man so that your brain burns on an internal substance from mm. God instead of an external substance from Satan. Satan's yeah. the prince of the power of the air. So anyone who, whose brain burns on an external substance runs on witchcraft. Mm. Yeah. Many of you right now, because of your unrenewed minds, your brain runs on witchcraft. Changing the fuel of your brain is called the renewing of the mind. That's the only thing that transfigures you. Mm -hmm. Romans 12, 2, be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. What's that mean? Mm -hmm. The mind runs on a different substance instead of external mm -hmm. air. You run on internal oil. You run on Jesus in you who is the word of God. Mm -hmm. And for a while, the upgrade in there, this thing is constantly oh making God. decisions. You, This is your judgment seat right here. Mm -hmm. This brain, your brain, your mind, chooses if it runs on externalism or Christ in you, mm -hmm. the glory realm. So, until your brain is fully renewed to run on only third heaven, where Jesus mm -hmm. is, right through your spiritual stomach, second mm -hmm. heaven's demons, mm -hmm. 
mm. will distract your brain through your senses and reasoning to just live in witchcraft mm. and establish death. You establish a doctrine of death. I have people, oftentimes, I'm not around these people as much as I used to, but weekly, I'd say, now it used to be daily, weekly there's a confrontation where they literally preach death. They want you to agree with an external substance in your mind, in the judgment seat. Mm. This determines what you're in covenant with, mm-hmm. your mind. If your mind isn't anchored in Christ in you, you have a rock-solid covenant with the spirit of life in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. If you're not anchored to Christ in your spirit, listen, man, no matter how Christian you think you are, you're lost. Mm-hmm. You're lost. You're being blown around by external waves and winds and junk. I mean, this is why people are just bowled around by false revivals nowadays that later on were the only ministry that told you it was a false revival being Where led was by everybody else. Being led by active practicing homosexuals. It came out. Listen. Amen. Yeah. How did we get that right? God inside mindedness. Yeah. Why did no one else in the entire prophetic church get that revival right? Which is true. Because of an external influence. Truth anyhow. Mm-hmm. We want you all to be razor accurate yeah. by being God inside minded. And it's not hard. Ooh. It's the only way to actually mature in yes. the prophetic. I want to expound on that. The only way to differentiate between God's voice and the voice of Satan, who sounds just like God, because if you just go into charismatic, Pentecostal, prophetic gifting, you won't be able to, most of the time, unless you're extremely gifted, uh, and even then you're still going to get deceived part of the time, by the voice of Satan, who imitates the voice of the Holy Spirit. There's a limitation because you're using your gifts in the brain that come out of the Spirit. But you have to rise in the Sephirotic tree of righteousness because it's only in those elevations that you can actually see and hear and start to learn how to discern uh, the created light from uncreated light like we've been talking about. Now this is uh, the verses at the end of John 15 and John 16 the Holy Spirit uh, wanted to share because this annihilates, these are the emanations of the sapphire stones of the tree of life, the cosmic tree of life that destroy doubt and confusion. So at the end of John 15, uh, it says, And I will send you the divine encourager, that's the Holy Spirit, from the very presence of my Father in the third heavens and higher. He will come to you, the Spirit of truth, emanating from the Father. Remember, it's written, Behold, I am coming continually. I am continually coming. It's written in the book of Revelation. the spirit of truth emanating from the father and he will speak to you about me and you will tell everyone the truth about me for you have walked with me from the start Mm. I have told you this so that you would not Mm. surrender to confusion or doubt so anytime you feel that surrender or confusion feel free to just mix it in and yell it can be normal for you to yell at yourself at your home. I do that sometimes. I'll just be like, you know, I will not surrender. <laughs> I feel it if it's coming in the waves or something. Like, no. You know, just, just no. I'm not going to surrender. I am never stuck. Bam. Just whatever you got to do, get violent with terror. If you have intrusive thoughts, those might not be coming from you. Maybe something in your soul or something like that, but it could just be a demon. And if you're just like, oh no, why, why, why? No, just get violent with it. I take captive everything and cast it down violently in the lake of fire. Just get 
violent with it. If you need to get violent with it, just do it. It's like the cat. My cat needed deliverance like a week or two ago. I can't remember when that was. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's not my cat. That's a demon. She was manifesting so bad. I just put my hand on her. I said, loose. Like, I just yelled at her. Lo I mean, classic old school deliverance is just for my cat. Maybe your pets need deli pet, pet deliverance. Not the pet blessing, the pet deliverance ministries. Pet cemetery ministries. Yeah, yeah. Violent pet deliverance. Yelling at your animals. You know, but it worked within like a second. And then she came over and was like, oh, nice and sweet again. Well, it's a demon. You know, the animals pick them up sometimes. They tend to do that. So keep them clean, keep them filled. You need to understand Jesus was fully God inside minded. Nobody could walk in Christianity unless they're God inside minded. And here's the issue. Is Jesus in your belly bigger than your own flesh? Oh, if not, you're malnourished. Your body, your flesh, which is the realm of unbelief, which is death, is still a more real realm to you because of your mind being unrenewed mm -hmm. than Jesus is, which mm -hmm. is the realm of glory and the realm of salvation. So the whole purpose of your daily activity is to make Jesus inside your spirit. Lord, mm -hmm. come into my heart. And then he's like, well, I guess he's not in there. I need to look for him on the outside. You read about that in Song of Songs. Mm -hmm. When the bride starts look for Jesus on the outside, who'd she find? The night watchman, mm -hmm. the religionist who raped her soul and filled her with the devil's seed. So this is what happens to people after they're born again and why we're so vicious and angry mm -hmm. towards that. Because you go into the devil. Mm -hmm. Bewitchment is completely going in to the principalities mm -hmm. after you're born again, even baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Most people baptized in the Holy Spirit, truth anyhow, mm -hmm. are under the principalities for one reason. They're bewitched. So daily, this is the only way to ever be accurate in true prophetics. Jesus, who's the spirit of prophecy, has to be bigger in your belly yeah. than your body on the outside. Actually, and not just in your imagination or wishful thinking. Yeah. You have to have God known to your mind. That's what the renewing of the mind is. So all the function of little babies in Jesus is to make Jesus big in your spirit and all the external stuff small. That's when external stuff is grasshoppers and Jesus is the giant. That's how you need to live. That's a person who's healthy and successful in Christ. They've made Jesus a giant in their spirit. Not them. Not their own spirit. The spirit of Jesus that is to dwell in your heart. Because that's original design. God breathed into Adam's nostrils and he became a living soul. Which means he was aware of Jesus in his soul all the time. Mm -hmm. What was the fall? Jesus ain't in there anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what the fall is. Is not being aware of mm -hmm. Jesus in your soul. Being fallen is looking for Jesus outside your soul instead of inside your soul which is the main thing wrong with charismatic Christians today. If we can get them rock solid in the crucified one, and then you got to intervene because they'll come in, they'll get God inside-minded. Well, everyone powerful in the occult is God inside-minded too because they understand that the, right. the body is a temple of spirits. Mm -hmm. So just because you got inside-minded don't mean it's Jesus right. unless he's crucified to death. Then you need to preach the cross. cross. Then you need to crucify their spirit. Then you need to crucify their soul. Because 
if the cross is not mm. preached mixed with the God inside minders, you produce freaking warlocks. Oh my gosh, cosmic, literally <laughs> like cosmic Jezebels. So there are a lot it's of obstacles worst. here. It's a huge labyrinth, and everything in the world, just like the Bible says, Ooh, is set on killing you. Literally. You. I heard the number of enemies, Revelation chapter 9. We just have one enemy, it's not what the Bible says. 200 million. Yeah. I heard the number of enemies trying to kill me. That's what it's talking mm-hmm. about. The enemies trying mm-hmm. to kill me were 200 mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. That's a huge army. And they're, they have one purpose, to kill you. How do they kill Christians? Mm-hmm. Through lies, deception, bewitchment, mirages, starlight, they do it through false Jesuses, false Holy Spirit. They do it all through the human being. The only safety I've ever found, which will really narrow it down quickly for you, is the cross. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll be the only place where you have rock-solid safety from those 200 million trying to kill you. A lot of people that are not that crucified and crucified less than they think they are are under a lot of demonic influence, and they call that struggling. Will you pray for me? I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. No. No, I won't. Here's why. It's time for you to mature on the cross. It's time for you to get up there and die with him. Mm -hmm. Because once you die with him, everything's easy. Because the areas Mm -hmm. where the demons and the sin and the temptation and the powers Mm -hmm. of the air try to bring influence, you're dead to the world Mm -hmm. and alive to Christ. Mm -hmm. And until you're dead to the word alive to Christ, you'll be like putting Band-Aids on babies every time you pray for them. Mm -hmm. I'm against that. You need to get over that. God is requiring you mm-hmm. to all be crucified with Christ mm-hmm. now so the worldly influence can't mm-hmm. influence you anymore. You are influenced by Satan mm-hmm. to the measure you're not crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. Spirit, soul, mind, senses, and reasoning. Bring your senses and your reasoning to Calvary tonight and be nailed to the cross through your mind. Guess what comes through your mind? A glory cloud. Every area where you're terminated to the world, immediately you have the materialization of God's glory. God's glory. You can live in the glory all the time. The glory is the healing of the soul. He restores my soul. How? Psalms 23? By glorifying it. What does the Bible say? Those whom he justified, he He also also glorified. glorified. Amen. Amen. Raising them up to a heavenly dignity and condition of being. That's what it says in the Amplified Classic, which Mm -hmm. is the resurrection. (laughs) Those whom he justified, saved on earth, he glorified, raised them up into heaven. Romans says it. It is written. Amen. So what happens after you're justified? It's glorification time, people. How? By raising you up. How? By the preaching of the cross. By the terminating of the animal. By exposing hooks in your hearts and your minds, strongholds. A lot of this stuff is DNA. That's why you get offended by it when it happens. And it's like, because mm-hmm. your DNA, you've never been around people mm-hmm. bright enough, like the manifest sons of God, that revealed worms in your DNA, snakes in your DNA. Mm-hmm. You're literally trying as hard as you can to be good every day. How could there be anything? DNA, buddy. DNA, because you have human DNA. And it's going to be wormy. It's going to have the record of 6,000 years of human beings Mm -hmm. in your flesh and blood that all has to get burnt up as he glorifies you by raising you up. So the word is severe to the human. And if you understand that, that's what love is, delivering you from your human nature, from your human DNA. Unless you have an understanding of being delivered from human DNA, you're going to apply the gospel to your humanity. And that's when you go apostate. 
That's when you no longer walk with him. That's mm-hmm. called John 666. And they could no longer walk with him. Why? They clung to their humanity. Mm-hmm. Same 666 by the same author in the book of Revelation, John. He says that's the number of humanity. Mm-hmm. Those that cling to their brain and to their hand where the number of the human being is written. It's not about microchips and guillotines, you crazy Christians. Mm-hmm. It's about removing the animal through burnt offerings of Holy Ghost fire. Come on. Amen. And it gets a super enjoyable to be a priest with no paranoia and no fear. Perfect love drives out fear. Mm-hmm. Clearly, people that are not walking in the Holy Ghost, they get fearful of other things. Mm-hmm. If you have any fear other than the fear of the Lord, you're a demon worshiper. Mm-hmm. You know that? If you fear provision, finances, you fear loneliness and having your your partner of a husband and wife, mm-hmm. listen, all that nonsense, you need to put it on the altar tonight and begin fearing the Lord and walking with Him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and His presence shall provide for you. Provision comes out of His presence of a people that love Him more than taking care of themselves out of fears. Mm-hmm. Fear is the manifestation of unbelief that you don't believe God is who He says He is. You doubt His Word, mm-hmm. and His Word is His Spirit. Okay? The mm-hmm. Spirit inspired the prophets to write the Scriptures, which means you don't believe that the Holy Ghost is really with you. Mm. You don't believe the Holy Spirit's on earth. Revelation 5, 6, I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit, sent out into all the earth. That's what the Bible says, that the fullness of the Holy Ghost, which is the seven spirits of God, is sent already 2,000 years ago mm. into all. Can we just say all? All, all the earth. Oh, wow, that's a lot. That's the best response yeah. ever. Which wow. means you can't get any more. He's here. So what's the problem? You're here and there's no room for more of him. That's why you have to have the revelations of the priesthood to fight the animal nature. Something that's practically unknown in Christianity nowadays mm-hmm. is to use God's will, which is to terminate the human being. Genesis 3.24, God drove out the human being. We're trying to embedder the human being through Christianity. That's blasphemy. Mm-hmm. We've turned Christianity and our human nature into blasphemy, which is the embedderment of the human being. God is not embedding the human being. You're lost. God is burning up the human being as a burnt offering. Nonsense. And the more you burn it up and terminate it as the enemy driving it out, the more you'll discover the new creature that's Mm. created in his image, recreated. The human being is not in God's image. That's a doctrine of devils. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to be born again. Mm -hmm. People look at the reptilian serpent nature that's not even on the cross. Be like, oh, look at that beautiful human being. Bearing image, they're like totally looking exactly like the devil. People are so lost mm-hmm. in Christianity, they think the human being bears God's image. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve lost the image of God when Jesus stepped out of their bodies. Now who is their image? Birds, beasts, reptiles, Romans 1, it is written. Mm-hmm. Which means when Jesus Christ, the living God, is not in you, there's no image bearing of God whatsoever. You look like mm-hmm. your father, the devil. That's what Jesus Christ said. He told people they were a brood of vipers and they looked like their dad. They're all Israelites. They go to church every Sunday. They don't do anything 
bad and they disobey a bunch of rules, over mm -hmm. 400 Levitical rules, Jesus Christ said, you look like Satan and you look like snakes. That's what he said. But they're all human beings. Don't they have the image of God? Jesus, you're so mean. That's so cruel. You know, that's my Jesus would never say anything mean like that. Your Jesus is Satan. That's why. Truth in you. Mm -hmm. Get that false Jesus out of you. Understand mm -hmm. bearing God's image is being possessed by the seven spirits of God through burning, terminating, warring, driving out your human mm -hmm. spirit, your human emotions, your human godless feelings that are always selfish and diabolical and your thought life mm -hmm. that is reprobate to the core in your entire brain and when you burn it out then the holy ghost can increase be like oh this person's mm. serious i make my ministers flames of fire why because they've burned out the human being and you must do it daily because mm. it will encroach and come back because mm -hmm. it's by supernatural fire the spirit of grace that the human being is burnt out as mm. a temple on fire with the spirit of grace. Mm. Which means if you don't walk in grace, grace and walk in that fire and obey that fire and you turn back, Jesus Christ said, you're not worthy of me. You just go back and that fire dwindles, goes back down into your belly. And even though it once consumed your brain, now your brain ain't controlled by the Holy Spirit anymore. Romans 8 says now you're at war against the Holy Ghost. Any brain not burnt up in the fire of God is fighting the Holy Spirit in all the earth. We've been doing this a long time, y'all. I have found most Christians fight the Holy Spirit because they haven't let their human brain be consumed in fire. What's the evidence that a person's a living sacrifice? There's no strife in their soul towards anything the Holy Spirit wants to do. Mm -hmm. That's why there's no confusion. Peace with God. That's why there's no confusion because there's no strife there. The strife is going away, envy and jealousy going away, clarity coming in, confusion going out. Now he said, grace is the invisible <laughs> fire that burns the animal sacrifice. He gives grace to the humble. Humble, what does he say? My heart is meek. Moses was the most meek, most humble man. What is it about that position of positioning of the heart in humility to receive grace fire that pillar of invisible fire like uh when your mom came over and was helping me you know i'm not the greatest at sewing things together i had to tell you more about that but we we're you know getting ready to go on our ski trip and she was helping me mend one of my garments and it was just you know, a brand new thing they just sent it in and it was had a hole and it was, she just had to fix she was going to help me fix it and so we're in the kitchen and I wanted to show her, you know, we like to share, like, you know, cool glory stuff. And uh, we did this prayer, and I was just standing in the kitchen, and she's just, and uh, <laughs> it's really, it was amazing. I feel it right now. The Lord's Prayer, I showed her how we do the Lord's Prayer. And I reach, I put one hand on my spirit, because that's a stairway to the heavens, right? You start on the inside, Christ inside-minded. And that's where the stairway through your heart is, right? Secret stairway of the sky. Mm -hmm. If you try to go out, you can't find it. If you go in, it's hidden inside your heart. Mm -hmm. You go through your spirit into the heart, and that's a stairway into the heavens. And so I put one hand on my spirit, and the other hand I raised up to the sky, and that's when I had the little bottle of oil for the, you know, just in mm -hmm. case of emergency. So if you guys ever in the community need, you know, emergency prayer or something, they have the... Um, 
the little bottle it prayed over. So anyway, this pillar, so we, I showed her the Lord's Prayer and how it goes up the sapphire stones. Why he prayed his prayer, this is how you should pray. It was about going up the sapphire stones. And so then that pillar of fire came down and hit the house. It literally filled the whole kitchen. And so it's invisible. It's an invisible whirlwind, like Elijah's whirlwind. But it was so hot. The invisible fire is so real. We could feel it. It was just instantly heat. I mean, the heat was turned way down. It was like it was like on eco mode or something like that. So it's like nothing. But she could. It was like she's like, whoa, what? <laughs> it's like yeah, like that. And what I told her was that invisible pillar of fire that you felt the heat there from that just came down when we prayed that. That's what comes down the sapphire stones, and that's apostolic grace. That's apostolic fire is that invisible fire and that's grace but he gives grace to the humble so that's why as we continue we rise it's always more of a temptation to go into pride but it's always more of a refining even of the pride that we didn't know that we had on the inside so it's just a continual sacrifice like brandon was saying we keep bringing that daily just show up every day right we um the holy spirit talks to me a lot in terms of going you know to the gym because we can understand with this thing external things right the study study the shadows to understand the invisible who are the people who get the health and fitness results in the natural just external realm it's not oh i'm just going to do this two-week program and shred and then i'm going to do a crash diet where are they a year two years from then there's nothing they usually you know gain all the weight back plus some they're at ben and jerry's they're at ben and jerry's which that sounds pretty good right now but um making they cookie dough making cookie dough in the in Ezekiel's kitchen on cow dung <laughs> ministries. Woo, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 I feel fire. Woo, but um Literally every fast yeah. I've ever had I've broken with pizza. I, pizza is really and good. And it's been freaking so, awesome. So good. I mean there's nothing more our hearts desire Lord. than at the end of the fast. But <laughs> it's like Lord Um but yeah the apostolic grace, that's the fire. It show up just show up consistently. Like, when I got started into this, I had no idea. I mean, like, I would have probably laughed if you said apostles, you're calling. Like, I just wanted to just be okay. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to just... I wanted... I was looking for deliverance. And I wanted to just establish a stronger communication with God one-on-one. And I just wanted my life to not be a complete train wreck, failure, disaster mess anymore. And then it already was and hopefully improve, you know. So it's just like... It actually shocked me how fast things move for me. I would say the big things, you know, for me from going to, like, absolute train wreck of a mess of a life of, like, what, how did we, how did it get this bad? <laughs> to, to, like, wow, the glory, I see the glory cloud every single day, whether it's invisible or whether it's showing itself physically. Uh, and just enjoying the angels. I've got a long way to go. Like, let's be real, this is really young. But, um... I just, I'm, I'm so grateful, but I would say the biggest things of what I wish I knew uh, when I started. It's good to find the narrow path. Yeah, it's good to find, few are who, there's mm. just few who are find it. So like, just make up your mind, like, God, I want to be one of those few, whatever it takes, just say it. And then put torches around it, whatever, let everyone know, this, this is, is the way, way. Walk, walk in, in it. it. Yeah, and so I found it, I found, it was so crazy, I was like, what in the heck, like, okay. like how many blondes that take to screw in a light bulb, let alone like, find the narrow path. But it was all God's doing. But I, things I wish I would have known when I started. Become, right, don't let go of that God-inside-mindedness. Just cling to that. Because I had revelation on that such a long time ago. And I got got sacked, you know. They got sacked by the German team. But um, 
just hold on to that. Don't let go of that. And another thing I wish I had known was to give up alcohol sooner. I just, I didn't have a good teaching on that. I didn't know. There's so much lukewarmness in charismatic. It'll help you so much. It literally, it the, what, what the Lord told me is like, your growth is going to skyrocket. For me, I would feel drunk in glory and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I completely quit all alcohol, zero, nothing, right? No, nothing. That's when I really started to experience the drunken glory. So I know the Lord told me that some of you guys or someone who's going to watch this are kind of holding on to alcohol low-key secretly because you want to kind of try to get drunk in the spirit first and then transition. Like, you know, when you're like using nicotine patches and then, you know, it doesn't really work like that. You literally, he's, he's, maybe he'll give you the grace for that, but it really, you have to let go in faith before, usually before you really feel it. Set apart room yeah. in your heart for the Holy Spirit. Yeah, make room for Him. And another thing I w that, um, that I'm grateful that Brandon taught me this was, and I got this right off the bat um, when he was teaching it, was um, eat the Word and just put it into your spirit. So instead of worrying about, am I reading the Bible right? And all people get weird about the Bible. And I, I, I it's just, you don't have to at all. You let the Bible burn you. Let it burn. Don't even worry. Gun. This thing is going to manifest. You're going to have crazy thoughts you're going to judge yourself you're going to judge put it others in your reasoning and grow as a right. pharisee right put it in your spirit and grow as soil right and so another thing that helped me out so much that brandon had taught me early on was put the word into your brain and crucify it so it can go into your spirit because otherwise because i noticed some people they get into drunken glory and they're like oh just turn brain off but then they never remember the scriptures. So when the enemy comes, they don't have actually a sword. It's over there somewhere. I don't know. I can't remember any of it. You need that word to come up. So you, if it goes, you know, it goes, put it in your eyes. When it goes into your brain, just crucify it. Which what that meant for me on my walk was stop. Don't. So when you read it, the demons will manifest, right? They'll remind you, oh, well, they teach this or all the religious interpretations of scripture will come up to your mind oh what about this and how it conflicts with what you're learning now i was like just don't worry about it just crucify it. just burn it all every thought that comes up when the bible goes in into the eyes into the ears just crucify it just put it to death don't worry about it i'm not gonna think about it i'm not gonna worry about it i'm just gonna let it just go in like a sword i used to just tell my angels when i see a sword swallowing trick you know like it's a circus and uh, that's your sword swallowing trick. Just you can just keep your sword it in there. can only yeah. be as powerful as the fruit of the word in the soil of your spirit, oh. which means you can only speak out of the warehouse of the fruit of the Cliché. word digested into your spirit. Healthy. Diet. We got people that with the Bible in their brain like parrots, which is there's no divinity in that whatsoever. It's just human. Guys, the Bible calls that blasphemy. So all religion is blasphemous activity. We have mostly religion down here. The realm of the overcomers, what do they overcome? Basically, you could say the summation of all overcoming is overcoming religion. Now, yeah. what does that look like? Completely alive as a spirit being. So you come more alive by seeing the word work, by speaking out of the fruit of your own spirit that's allowed the word to go into the soil. So to get stronger as a spirit, how do you destroy the works of the devil? By the word of God. That's written in Revelation 12, 11. They overcame the devil by the word of God. 
So you can never overcome one sin, one demon, without Bible. Yeah. Not going to happen. You put Bible in spirit, the fruit of that thing hatching in your spirit, transfiguring your spirit by putting God's word in it. Now your mouth speaks out of the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit, the word of God. As you begin to learn how to talk, you only talk out of the fruit of your lips. What's fruit of your lips? Speaking by the spirit produced from the word in your hearts. If you don't know how to talk yet, you're just speaking all these lost words and you're confused all the time. And I don't even know where I'm talking from or where my spirit even is. It's because you haven't put the word in your belly. First, first and foremost, when you're God inside minded, your brain has to see the soil of your spirit. Okay, Pure in heart, see God. God only sows his word in the areas that have been threshed, which is pure. Okay, mm-hmm. so the, the word purifies you. Yeah. Jesus Christ said, I'll destroy impurity with the sword of my mouth. You are clean, pure, by the word I spoke. It is written in the scripture. Jesus purified his listeners by speaking the word from his spirit. So what that did was make soil to receive seed into their hearts. And each one of them produced a different measure. It wasn't all the same. It was all completely different because you're all completely different soils. Because the soil is your spirit, your eternal person. Your eternal person is soil. So when that word goes in, not everyone's going to get the same thing out of tonight's message. Some will get a lot. Some will get nothing. Why do some get a lot? Because they've learned to use the soil of their spirit to produce the fruit of the Spirit and speak from the, the fruit of their lips. Mm-hmm. So it corrects spirit, it corrects soul, then it corrects mouth, and as you speak, that's what produces the natural realm around you. Right now, around your flesh, you're living in the world of your words. If you change your words in your spirit, in your soul, your inner man begins to align with God, mm-hmm. you actually speak the things that are not as though they are, and it shifts everything around you. That's how you immediately you're no longer in you know, a heroin den. Now you're in a Holy Ghost Elijah cave. Mm-hmm. It's sanctified. You were once dead in sin, and now you're alive in light because now you're speaking better words. You don't believe the same words. It's a whole... So every realm of existence, of feeling and emotion for your soul is a grouping of words. Some of them are weeds. Some of them are great realms of glory. So you learn to renew your mind to only live in the realms of God's living word. That's why my sheep hear my voice and they'll obey no other because they've been disciples who only live inside his word. When it's a word that doesn't have good fruit in it, doesn't have great joy, great freedom, they're offended by everything, it's just witchcraft, charismatic witchcraft everywhere, selfishness, self-protection, self-promotion, self-justification, the whole selfishness of the human being, and the human being's word, which are the kingdoms of this world of Satan, you just cringe and you're just, nope, I'm not going into hell, I'm going to stay in God's living, active, energized word. So you learn how to eat and you learn how to just stay around those that are in God's word. You know what that means? Learning how to stay in the kingdom and don't go into hell anymore. Hell is made out of words. Lies. Father of lies. 
So you, you just get, get away from lies, all your deception, you burn it in the fire, you get around more and more truth. More and more living word, more and more Bible that's digested and understood. Not just Bible in brain, Bible that's lived and breathed and moving and active and energized and sharp through a person's spirit. The Bible has the potential possibility to transfigure all your spirits into the exact likeness of the God that created the heavens and the earth. And to burn your brain into the third heavens. That's uh, he's talking about all that knowledge. If you look at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that word there, knowledge, is dat, which is represented in Pluto, right? That's that sapphire sphere. That's not really a sphere. That door to the abyss, the bone throne of Satan, uh, that needs to be you know burnt out of your minds. That's why the brain is really the last one to catch up. You start in spirit, and then you go through the soul, and then as you go through the flesh, the brain is getting burnt. That's why the big and typically the most dangerous part of the journey in the sapphire stones is, I call it, you know, making the jump because you kind of, you know, it happens differently every time, but it's crossing the veil. It represents going through that last veil uh, from the holy place to the holy of holies. And there's always that offering of incense of purity. There has to be purity because what if they go, what does it say in the Bible? If they go into the holy of holies, if they're not sanctified, you'll die. So it's like you, the sanctification has to be there or you will not survive. And so as you're going through, well, do I go, what about freedom? What about rebellion? What am I, I would say, you know, hate religion, but no amount of supposed freedom is worth compromising sexual purity, or especially since false love is such a big one. It's like um, Ruth Heflin always, she would say, she likes her podium to be right in the middle when she's speaking and she'd have them move it over. Can you, it's not, I need it in the middle. Can you move it over this way? And then they'd move it over. She's like, oh, now it's just a little too far. But that's how it is, isn't it? And she would say that, you know, we go a little bit too far this way, and then he corrects us back a little too far this way, and it just keep, you keep, it gets tighter and tighter, and he hones it in, like sharpening a blade. You're sharpening a sword. It's the word of God to rightly divide between what's good and what's evil, not by a knowledge of good and evil from eating of that tree, but that dat, right? It used to be in the third heavens, in original design. So where you have Keter and Hakma and Bina, uh, Da'at, right, knowledge, it used to be in the third heavens in between that trinity. They, that was them, even in their minds renewed, being married to God. Adam was married to God. Adam and Eve were married to God. And so what was that, you know, when that divorce happened, it was that knowledge of what's good and what's bad apart from God, apart from the Holy Spirit, right? There's no holiness without the Holy Spirit. He's the one that says... You know, he's the one who leads you. He's the one that tells you what to do. He's the one who explains and makes everything known to you. So if you're trying to have something known, what's good and what's bad, do this, do, don't do that. But it's not the Holy Spirit. It's all bad, right? So that's what it is. You need that da'at to get burnt up. How is, how is that Tartarus abyss disaster that exists right now going to get burnt, purified, and re restored, returned to the third heavens? Now, I was taken uh, in, in a night in a vision, and and it kind of felt, you know what Bob Jones talks about? It's like a vision, but you're, you're there. Your spirit's there. He's like, I was there, you know? Mm -hmm. Translation. Um, I was there, you know? And that's when I saw um, the back of God the Father, and it reminded me, Moses saw the back of the Father, and that's when he saw the story of creation. 
that's how he he could say Bereshit bara Elohim et right in the beginning God created and what it represents is all those sapphire stones how they emanate it says what we just read in John at the or in John I think 16 or 15 and 16 the, the Holy Spirit that's continually emanating from the Father it's through that that lightning path the impulses of the Holy Spirit are the lightning pulses through the pathway of the Sephardic tree of righteousness. It's him. It's the spirit of the seven spirits of Jesus Christ. It is him. It's him. Anything else of a shadow that is the false. So when I saw the father there, I saw the top three in the third heavens and right there at the cloud. And then that's where it stops. Da'at was below it. And that's where you see it's like it's not in the third heavens. Just those upper three. And that represents the holy of holies. So taking all knowledge and burning it into the third heavens, into God, the, the Trinity, because all knowledge in him is purified by wisdom and understanding and the will of God. The will of God. It's the will of God, which is perfect and pure wisdom that comes down from above and understanding. Look in the Psalms. Look at understanding and look at wisdom. It'll, just, it'll blow your mind. Amplified classic. Uh, that'll be a good homework for you. But how does that go up? If you notice what's right under Dat, it's the Son of Righteousness, Tiferet. As you rise, it's all about all of them becoming one because all those emanations coming from God, gifts from God, attributes that come from God, instead of having them separate from Him, understanding this aspect of God, judgment, understanding this aspect of God, righteousness, understanding this aspect of God, His kindness, His love, His mercy. How he's perfectly balanced in all his ways and perfect whereas in the fall of man it's imperfect so we're getting to know his ways as we discover these sapphire stones they're a word of god a revelation of the word of god that you consume you eat those gemstones and you walk on sapphire pavement and as you go up you're now like the you're standing on the moon clothed in the sun then you're like the rainbow angel standing on the sun and as all of them go up together with you that sun is what burns knowledge back into the third heavens. And so you do that in spirit and then in soul and all the layers of the soul and everything in between. That's, you know, the labyrinth. And it burns the flesh. It burns the animal. It burns the brain. And the renewed mind is going to take over. That rainbow crown of the rainbow halo angel standing on the sun is the healing. Raphael, God my healer. God is the healer. That's how Raphael exists, because God who created him is a healer. And he, why did he create an angel to go with each sapphire stone to have positions? So that you can understand who God is. Because if, if God is unknowable to the fallen human, it's impossible to understand him. It's beyond knowing. Those emanations of the Holy Spirit. The law was given through angels. Mm -hmm. yep. Through angels, we inherit salvation, which is knowing God. Right. And so as those emanations come down, each one of them is a concept that you can understand, that you can begin to understand. Infinite God that will continue to be blown away by as he reveals himself continually for eternity. We'll still be learning more about him. But this is a way, Jesus Christ the way, was manifest in the flesh so that we could have the visible representation of the invisible God that's Jesus Christ and his spirit in us is how we can learn those attributes of him and consume that word, that seed, so that his life will grow in us and be fruitful and flourishing 
and that patient bearing and fruitfulness is much more powerful than all other forms of spiritual warfare because it is fruit that lasts. It is the fruit of the son who is a warrior. The Lord is a sun and a shield. So the fruitfulness of the sapphire stones, that seed of that word in you, alive and active, dividing between spirit and soul, is what's going to take you up and keep you and never leave you as you remain faithful to him. Amen. Every encounter you have is an angelic encounter. So, when the word goes forth, angels carry his words. All of you have had many angelic encounters tonight. You cannot separate angels from the word of God. So I want to bless you with this. Exodus twenty-three twenty-five. Worship only me, the Lord Jesus Christ your God, and I will bless you with plenty of food and water and keep you strong. Leviticus 25:18. Keep my decrees and observe my laws, and you will live secure in the land. The land will yield its fruit. You will have all you can eat and will live safe and secure. <clears throat> Do I hear you ask, what are we going to eat in the seventh year if we don't plant or harvest? I assure you, I will send such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, hold on. Shaba. Wow. Three years from the seventh week. While you plant in the eighth year... You will eat from the old crop and continue until the harvest of the ninth year comes in. And Leviticus 26.9 I will bless you and, and give you many children. I will keep my part of the covenant that I made with you. I'll keep the promise I made to your ancestors, your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will bless your land. Now, Numbers 6.24 the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord protect you. The Lord sustain you. And the Lord Jesus Christ guard you. Amen. <laughs> bless you guys. Let this word put a seal upon your mind and your heart and your spirit for God. And a rest in God and a peace in God that you never had before. Thank you, Father, for maturing every single one and fathering every single one at the sound of my voice. These are your children. These are your offspring, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ. We thank you that you're always a good Father, building up their spirit, fathering their spirit, removing weeds, removing sin, cleansing them. The Father is a vine dresser so that you have more vines, more fruit, more joy, more freedom, more prosperity, and better health. In Jesus' name, let it happen at an accelerated rate for everyone. Let all the times of delay and everything the enemy's done to steal, let it all be restored now quickly by the angels upon each listener at the sound of my voice. Let there be no more delay. Let the promises come forth now. Let the angelic be completely aware for their minds to see God working in their lives. 
all the loneliness and being alone, all the separation from God be burned away. Dwell in the presence of His holiness because of receiving His word, it burns His presence through your hearts and minds and bodies and wraps you and surrounds you and clothes you in fresh fire every single day. And that fire will grow in you. That fire is God Himself in you, through you, all around you, every day for all eternity. It's your eternal walk and your friendship with the only God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. If you want to give an offering and bless this ministry, support this ministry, increase RLM TV, click the links in the description. Give out of revelation. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you what you are to give. He gives seed to the sower, it is written. So, those who sow shall also reap in the same measure that they give will be the measure given to them, Jesus Christ said in the red letters. So, if you want to increase your measurements, you want to increase your financial prosperity, increase your sowing. It's a principle of Jesus Christ in the Bible. Amen.